Hey, everybody. Welcome to Better. I'm Julie Duffy with a really scratchy voice. Whoa. Um, and I'm joined today by the esteemed Dr. John Duffy. I Hi, honey. A- appreciate the esteem. <laughs> and we weren't just bickering right before we started recording. No, we've been getting along fabulously. We, we, when we do podcasts at 6 o'clock on Sunday nights, there's absolutely no bickering that happens before. <laughs> it's flow. It's the zone. It's like, you know, landing one three-pointer after another. We just bring, like, fresh, open, yes, and energy. Wide awake, happy energy. <laughs> it's been joyful. And here. on that note, actually, we kind of want to talk about that today. Moments. Moments and yes and. Yes. For the holidays. Today, we woke up late because we went to a party last night. Uh, our friend's office party, super Some fun. Some of us were a little over-served. <laughs> <laughs> um, our friends Chad and Tiffany have a really fun party for their therapy practice. Therapy and psychiatric practice. Tiffany and I both won. Oh, we were gambling. <laughs> right. And then... Yeah, Julie and Tiffany both won and seen. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. The scene's not over yet. What happened next, Julie? Well, you know. Yep, I think we do. <laughs> um, it was super fun. But yeah, so today we woke up You know up what late. kills me about that? Can I just take a moment? You always seem surprised to lose. Like, you know, like you did it wrong oh, or something. Oh, we always are. But why? It's a casino. Oh, you don't know. Oh, blah, 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 blah. You know. <laughs> yes, and you're always going to lose the casino. Oh, that's n- my yes end. I'm not improvising true. right here in real not time. Not true. Not true. Anyway, so this morning we're, we woke up late. We're having coffee, and Groggy and uh, Everett, Chad and Tiffany's son, texted us, and um, we found out he was having a little grad show. He was ending his improv class, and they were doing a little show. And so we decided to go. Oh, hell yeah. We it was decided a hard to go. yes. Yes. Um, and Everett is the bomb. Everett, Everett is a, one of these guys who you know somewhere deep down he's going to be great at improv because he, uh, without even looking shifty, he soaks in everything that's going on around him and absorbs it. Everett knows what's happening. He knows what's he up. Knows what's up. Always. And that makes for a good improviser, yeah. as it turns out. It was so good. It was, yeah, so we had no idea it was happening. We found out. We decided, oh, my gosh, we went in on that. And, yeah, there's nothing better, really, there's nothing better than improv. It's inspiring. All the kiddos were great. It was, um, it's so inclusive. Oh, I'm I'm wistful for it. So here... To paint the scene, um, so we uh, go a, a bunch of parents and friends of uh, 14 players, ages 14 to 18, go into um, a pretty good-sized classroom. So there were probably like 40 of us, 50 of us in the audience, 14 players on stage, and I, um, their coach teacher, who I think did a really great job kind of directing the traffic of all these kids, like all this energy and stuff. And um, it was really cool because kids of all stripes and all acumen get together and they make up these scenes in real time. And you can just, the, the camaraderie between them and the, the connection and the support is, uh, you, you can't miss it. And it just seems like the coolest, healthiest thing you can do um, because you could watch their connections. One cool thing about improv is you can watch them make the connections in real time and it's... 
there's a little bit of magic involved. There, there's this kind of a brew that happens on, on a stage that is larger than the sum of its parts. And the kids all, you can feel them buoy up as the, yep. you know, over, over the course of the, of the show, which went on. I probably went on for 45 minutes. Man. Yeah. I mean, they did a yeah, really great job. Yeah, so it was, the, it was just the end of, a, of an eight-week class, and they were just doing a little show for, um, yeah, yeah, parents and friends. And, yeah, it is – it to make improv happen, we've talked about this before, and we met doing improv. Um, it's very connecting because you have to be open and vulnerable um, and communicate in a really direct way to make it happen. So it, it just uh, generates um, – it just generates a feel good, and everyone's kind of in the same boat. It's 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 very ass on the line, but also you feel so supported. Typically well, in the in that scenario, it, it's kind. Of, I think a lot about improv, and you probably do too, because we met in an improv class. The improv changed our lives in every in every visceral and discernible way. Yeah, and you know, just paying attention to what was going on with Everett's group today. Um, and we've been seeing more improv lately than we have in years. And what I notice is it's improv is all about connection. So there's this connection that the players have with one another. And there's a certain alchemy to that that's really very cool. And the energy is awesome. It's palpable and it's all good. And then there's this energy that the players have with the audience that is unspoken and never out loud acknowledged. But it's really potent because unlike a play with a fourth wall that is kind of played the same way night after night after night, you know, the thing that everybody in the room is aware of is those players, their butts are on the line. They are making it all up right now. And so everybody's in on the joke. So if there's an awkward moment or uh, a joke that doesn't quite land right or something that really hits home – it's heightened because it's like, wow, that just happened, and that's the only time it's ever happened, and it will never happen like that again. Yeah. And there's something absolutely magical about that, and I think it's the knowing of that that makes improv such a draw, for me anyway. I mean, I think for a lot of us, that's the You mean cool as thing. an audience? As, as an audience and as players, you know, knowing, like, we're going to create something well, there's a book about about improv in Chicago, and I think it's called, you know, make something magical right now, or something like that. Make something special or right magic. away, or something right, right yeah. now. Yeah, right away or right now, and that's that's what improv really is. And every time I go to see it, <laughs> I get the, I Jones to do it. I, I want to get up there and do it every single time. And I think I'm going to say for 2020, I'm going to take at least an eight week class. And, and do it for a while. Yeah. Because I, I, I love watching it. I love being a part of it. I, and I want to get back up there for sure. Yeah. So we would say, actually, we, we realized today we're so lucky to have Second City here, an improv Olympic. In Chicago. Um, but if you can get your kiddo into an improv class, it is um, it's always, well, and for any human of any age, it's always an amazing thing. It, it wakes you up. It wakes your brain up, um, and yeah, it's 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 totally ass on the line in the best way. Well, and we focus on I'll moments, and, and there's certain things I keep saying over and over again, and we we do here um, it, that you know it, it's not that easy to 
for for a 14 year old or a seven, 17 year old to part with screens and all the you know all the anxiety that I talk about you and I talk about all the time here but it's a whole different thing when you're up there on the stage you know and you're you're super focused on what's going on you're you're a hundred percent present because in any moment you might be right up there you know like right you know one of the players right. active on the on the scene and so you know it's cool to see all these kids hyper engaged you know um and creating something really really unique and special and, and it feels amazing to do it yeah it's invigorating it, 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 you know one of the things you learn we did a we did a year long class and the first eight weeks, the first two months, whatever, uh, was about breaking down the barriers of communication. And because we don't communicate directly, and now, you know, in this world today, with social media and with, um, you know, everything, all the agendized, is agendized a word? No. Aggrandized yeah. is a word. <laughs> I, I'm going I'm to make up the word agendized. Can we everything, say agenderized? Yes. Everything that, you know, is heightened and cartoonized <laughs> and agendized that's thrown at us. Um, so direct communication, direct authentic communication is way in the margins. In other words, we're kind of cagey with some of our communications. Say, I'll just pick something at random, political communications these days. We're not always direct. Mm, yes. And, yes. For example. Right. Um, Sometimes feelings come out. But even if you, so if you just take the basics, I remember what they told us, you know, instead of saying, I'm hungry, even if, you know, you're with your best friends or your spouse or whatever, we might say more typically, are you hungry? <laughs> you know, we don't just say, we don't communicate directly. Right. And it feels, so that's very rare. And it feels really good to um, to break down the barriers of communication and all that that looks like nowadays and and be in this magical, simple, magical experience that is improv. Yep. And so that's, so we're talking about moments. And so the idea of improv, when you learn to do it, is not necessarily to be at all, actually, to be funny or make a joke because the funny comes from the improvisation itself. That said, my favorite moment, and I'm going to give it to you, one of Everett's lines, completely <laughs> out of context here, is, oh, man, Larry with his pitchfork, best moment of the day for me. <laughs> yeah, so their only suggestion was cousins. They knew they were cousins, and so they put themselves at a reunion, or maybe that was a suggestion. It might have been Christmas or something. I don't remember. And, uh, I think it was a reunion, and, and the kid said, oh, and, you know, he always talks about the guy named Larry. Uncle you know? Larry. No, just Larry. And <laughs> That's yes, a, and. That's a no, I and. have the video. No, but. <laughs> and you said, oh, yeah, Larry with the pitchfork. I guess you already said that. Anyway, it was funny. Yes. So uh, kudos to Everett and his improv class for inspiring our podcast and for um, and for inspiring the day. Because we yeah, would have had a real blah day today, yeah. you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, what other moments are on your mind? Well, oh, one fun thing was um, I had made John and George dentist appointments for Friday um, weeks ago. Oh, yeah, Saturday. And so Friday morning I texted George to see if it still worked. Uh, I pictured him coming out in the morning, and he said he was actually coming home Friday 
night instead. Our, our dentist is out in, that was in the suburbs where we live. <laughs> and so George came out and stayed with us Friday night. So I texted dinner and he said, yeah. So that was fun. So we watched about that nine episodes surprise. of Breaking Bad. A great surprise. And turns out things are not working out well for Walter White and Jesse Pinkman at all. <laughs> you know, so it turns out, yeah, the name yeah. of the show kind of holds. It's Breaking Bad. For those of you, spoiler alert <laughs> for the eight-year-old show. Um, I, uh... Oh. You hit your... Okay, sorry, go ahead. Well, go ahead. No, I just remembered a thing that you... That you a moment you liked. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think part of the idea of moments is to be present in them for, you know what I mean? You know, I, um, in, in any given day, I think most of us can say we aren't present for a lot of our moments. And when you stop, any moment can be kind of remarkable in some way. Like you were talking about our friend Annalisa. Yeah, our friend Annalisa, who is brilliant. She's a, an an editor at a music publishing company? Yes. She's yeah, super- but it's big it's not like um pop music. Like like it's baroque music and classical music. Annalisa's, Don't they write an, a, a music dictionary? A, 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 a compendium is what I'm Whoa, call it. that word just <laughs> <laughs> I think Annalisa would be proud. I just was, don't want to break it down to dictionary. It's a, an award-winning compendium oh, of musical knowledge. There it is again. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, John! Oh, okay, that was that was amazing. That was amazing. That word just. Well, Annalisa makes me want to be smart. She wants she's because so smart. she's super smart. Yeah, and um, she taught at University of Chicago. She attended. Did she get her doctorate there. I think so. Yes. Um, it's in some amazing thing that I wish I could access right now. Well, I remember that she she wrote her dissertation on, I believe, female Baroque composers of the 1800s, which is Was what I wrote my dissertation on. It doesn't matter. She's so smart. No, no it, it, I think she is Dr. Annalisa Pashcentel. I'm pretty sure that was a, a doctoral thesis. She just doesn't make a big deal out of it like some of us. <laughs> well, we'll find out. But um, what one thing that she does so beautifully is uh, on Facebook, she'll often write, she notices things. She notices moments. And she'll usually often write a little vignette on Facebook. And I always love so much what she shares because she paints a perfect picture. I remember one night she was talking about um, being one of their apartments in Brooklyn used to have rooftop access and she was outside on the roof and she could hear a a concert nearby. And just the way she described it was just so beautiful. You could see the sky and hear the music and you know, you just got swept away and taken into a moment on you know on a Brooklyn night, and it was you just feel I just feel always grateful for the things she notices and the things she posts, um, and yeah. So we were just talking about there's so much can be so much in a moment. Um, even today we went to Starbucks, um, and this you know you kind of had to be there, but we ordered our. Uh, Americanos, and I said with a splash of coconut milk, and the girl working was the the barista was just really, you know, kind of delightful and delighted. And she asked if we wanted it cold or steamed, and we're like, 
ooh, steamed. Like, I never thought of that. And she was just so psyched. And we were just so grateful. Yeah. And it was just kind of a great moment. Um, yeah, yeah. A great exchange, human exchange. Well, and with, maybe with the holidays coming up, we should be more attentive to moments, right? It's kind of because we're probably going to have some moments with people that we wouldn't ordinarily have, right? You know, like, uh, and, and so to attend to those is probably... And yeah, notice them and also maybe, like, provide them. <laughs> you know, even just energetically, eyes up, like, with a smile, um, you know, have a conversation. Um, so and maybe, sh- maybe even reach out to somebody you wouldn't ordinarily reach out to. You know what I mean? Like, I always think those are, those can be the most interesting moments. Um, with an asterisk, they can also be the least most interesting moments. But even that's interesting. Even that's a moment. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. So should I read one of the things she wrote? So read one. I think, I think reading one of Annalisa's posts would be interesting. Well, this one is so beautiful. Um, it's, yeah, it's multifaceted and um, amazing. It's a beautiful holiday story. So here, I'll read it. I visited a new-to-me Catholic church in my neighborhood this morning and was surprised to discover the Mass was conducted in four languages, English, Spanish, Haitian, and Latin. Hymns alternated verses in each of the first three. Latin was reserved for parts of the Mass setting. The sermon was translated on the fly a section at a time. The congregation responded in the language they knew best, but everyone sang in all languages to the hymns and often clapped too. The church was packed. I ended up holding hands during the Our Father with a young man reciting in Spanish on my left and an older woman reciting in French on my right. I found it deeply moving. I asked the woman if the Mass was always like this, and she said no, it was feast day, but they do it a few times a year. Usually the masses are separated by language, but we agreed that we loved hearing them all together. I'm surprised I can understand almost everything, I whispered. She patted my hand. That's because we're listening together. That yeah, literally that's, gets that's me choked up. just beautiful. Anyway, that's amazing. I'll read one more. And it's cool that she chose to share that, right, and take the time to craft the moment and let us know exactly what that felt like because it gave me chills too. So, you know, like some moments make this impact. And this is one cool use of social media, I think, is sharing like that this, this moved me. You know what I mean? This was a moment that moved me. Yeah, read another one if there's another yeah, wait, I have to. that draws you. At the bus stop this morning, I told the woman I liked her hat. It was beautifully hand-knit to look like a seeded watermelon with a bit of rind and stem at the top. It somehow looked modern and chic, not like a child's hat grabbed desperately on the way out the door. She thanked me and turned back to her handbag, a trick I have definitely used to avoid talking to strangers. I turned to the bus schedule on my phone. A couple of minutes later, she tapped me on the shoulder and held out her phone with a photo of a woman and two small, fantastic hats in bright colors with spots and snail horns. This is the woman who made it. Her shop is in Amsterdam. She made me a sweater to match. These hats were for my grandchildren. We looked down at the smiling woman and then smiled at each other as the bus came. I paused to let her board ahead of me, but she smiled and waved me forward. Go ahead. I'm waiting for another friend. Nice. Right? Yeah. Just, I was like, that's so... I just love being in her those little moments. Little snapshots of yeah. the day. She should write a book. 
Totally. <laughs> that, the, you, you reading that reminds me of two other New Yorkers that kind of are, do a great job of capturing moments as well. One of which is one of my very best friends, Annalise's husband, Andrew, who um, lately has been um, going through Brooklyn, capturing um, sewer covers, manhole covers, um, just any plates of metal, you know, kind of in the concrete um, or in the asphalt on the street, and um, capturing, like, company logos, years, things like that, and just these, like, kind of designs that people worked on at some point and um, and just t- he bothers to stop and take a photo and post those, which is like really preserving a moment, really yeah, capturing yeah, a cool. moment. Yeah, there's we miss a lot. <laughs> and the other guy is um, a friend of Andrew and mine, and, and especially Michael Haney, um, another good friend, very good friend who lives in New York, Ted Heller. Um, and Ted is on Facebook. He is outlandishly funny. Facebook on Facebook on Instagram. Ted takes he he wanders through Manhattan usually with his daughter and takes these amazing black and white photos that just capture moments uh you know, you know and usually there's a juxtaposition there's like you know a family walking by a lingerie shop or you know it's oh, like yeah. usually like you know that, that there's something um that there's something huh not like haha that's hilarious but just like this is New York, man. This is what New York feels like. And so if you looked at Ted Heller's um, Instagram account and you just looked, just flipped through his black and white photos, you would get a feel, I think, of New York from a New Yorker's point of view. It is, oh, And they're beautiful. And so you, I always, um, Ted, if you listen to this podcast, you know, like I always love looking at your work. It is. It, oh, it, I'll it, check it out. It, I'm not, it's I'm not beautiful. I, I love that. So, um and I can I can appreciate that he put some some work into that. New York's an awe-inspiring yeah. place in a lot of ways, isn't it? I mean, really, yeah. I think most of us who visit New York are kind of taking snapshots in our mind deets. a lot. Yeah. A lot of deeds, a lot happening there. Yeah. Um, I had a moving moment recently that is completely unexpected. It was late the other night, and I'm just flipping through Facebook, and I see. A uh, picture of Snoopy, <laughs> oh, yeah, a and, uh, and a video. So I, I I click on the video, and um, it is the music, um, which sounds very Schroeder at the beginning, turns out to be a 55 year old Joni Mitchell song called "The River." Um, I can barely talk Play about it. it without crying, um, and and um, and Snoopy is skating down the river so it's about a river that she can skate on and um it is it is beautiful and somehow after a day of like watching a lot of like you know impeachment hearings and you know other bs on you know like trying drawn toward all this crap um this cleansed the palate in a way that nothing else possibly could have yeah yeah i'll I'll, find it i'll find it so here's just a, a moment of one of my favorite moments of the last week, and here's just a little bit of Joni Mitchell singing, and just picture Snoopy on the pond, or look it up. Wistfully ice skating.
Nice. Right? Yeah. So sweet. <laughs> oh, and you, you watch Snoopy and you can hardly stand yourself. <laughs> so I guess the idea is to pay attention to your moments, right? Yeah, pay attention to moments, have a moment, be in the moment. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, a, it's an important time of year and, and there's not much left of it. And um, for a lot of us, it's been an odd year, I think, like the last few probably have. And um, Yeah, and um, I do want to mention, you know, we lost a really good friend suddenly in a car accident this week. Um, beautiful guy, healthy, alive, young, um, amazing wife. Amazing we life. We adore them. Amazing life. Yeah. Um, and is gone, like, and we're just all still in shock. Um, and so, you know, another reason to be in the moment, uh, notice the moment, celebrate the moment. And moments, you know, are big and beautiful. It can be. <laughs> it's all you have, right? Yeah. All we have is this one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Julie and I are about to cry, so we're going to <laughs> sign off. Uh, but um, enjoy your moments, guys. Enjoy, enjoy the rest of your year. We'll probably be back in touch um, before the year's up. Yeah. Yeah. And yes, and. Yes, and. <laughs> Love you, honey. Love you. Bye, guys. <laughs>